Welcome to Mother's Haven, a podcast where mothers are challenged to try for more through access to help, hope, and a pathway to healing. Every mother goes through various phases and seasons where they daily navigate distress, discomfort, and wholesome experiences. I have personally walked the path of various pain points and experienced certain life-changing situations in my own journey, which actually brings me here to offer you a hand to help, a voice of hope, and a pathway to healing. Each time you listen, a rush of liberation comes through because I'm here to validate your freedom and also to challenge you to be a mother and much more. Right, welcome once again to Mother's Haven Podcast. It's an amazing time on the show today because I have a super amazing guest. Like, I'm so, so, so excited. I've been pumped up for weeks. <laughs> Looking forward to this particular episode. And I'm definitely going to gain a lot, and I'm sure you are as well. So I'll be reading her profile so you can understand my joy. <laughs> so he, she is Miss Pastor Mrs. Bola <laughs> Mattel Oko. She's an attorney with over 30 years experience in diverse areas of judicial science encompassing legal research, investigation of cases, and justice. Just, wow, adjudication. <laughs> adjudication. Adjudication. <laughs> adjudication of clients' claims and transaction of clients' business. An effective facilitator. She possesses a strong client purpose and a genuine commitment to achieve established objectives. She holds a degree in law from the Olabisi Olabanjo University and she's admitted to the Nigerian bar as well as the New York State Bar. She's an alumni of Johnstone Leadership Institute Executive Coaching Certification Program by Philadelphia, as well as the owner and managing director of N Lounge and Spa, where excellent customer service and certificate satisfaction are of paramount importance. Her passion for excellence led her to start the Excellent Life podcast, which is very amazing, I must say. Thank you. <laughs> A podcast designed to inspire, motivate, and challenge you to live a life of excellence. She's, she's an awesome person. She's and much more. So I'll, oh, wow. I'll <laughs> allow her to tell us Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I'm humbled to be here. And um, I pray sincerely that I will be able to add some value to your listeners today, even as we um, discuss, um, have this wonderful discussion. discussion. <laughs> okay. You. Thank you so, so I also much. want to use this opportunity to commend you on the absolute fabulous and amazing job that you're doing on your podcast. You know, as a podcaster, I know the amount of work 
that goes into, uh, you know, um, having a podcast. So I really have to commend you, you know, just to keep up the good work and the standard of excellence. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And it's an honor to have you on board. And oh. you can't really wait to dive in and learn. So I'm really going to start with, my first question would be, how do you do all of these things? <laughs> how, do you do oh, wow. how do you do ministry how do you do personal life children <laughs> boys how do you do business across the countries grace 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 and more grace that's all i can say now, when I, you know, I always like to um, introduce myself. I say that I'm a pastor by calling. I'm a lawyer by training. I'm a banker by default. I'm a podcaster by design. I'm the excellent life coach. I have a spa. And people are like, how do you do that? But, you know, um, one thing I've come to realize is that I do what is necessary at every point in time. And also the, the truth is that as we, I will talk a bit about my journey and there are times that I've had to have priorities and prioritize one area of my life at that point in time. So um, it's, it's, it's grace, grace, grace. You know, even now, I mean, I, at times I feel like a bit overwhelmed, but then I just kind of settle down and I think, okay, what's important to do now? I always say to myself, you're not superwoman. If you feel like you, you, you're reaching that point that you're getting um, trained, then you have to take a step back. You have to relax. You know, and I'll just talk a bit about my journey. You know, um, I, I got married very early at 24. I got married at 24. So, and when I got married at 24, my husband was already a pastor. So you can imagine at 24 and we were in Nigeria then. And um, I remember thinking to myself, what are you doing as a pastor's wife? You know, because I just felt like, you know, I was totally overwhelmed. You know, I had all these older people that were looking on to you. They will call you, yeah, yeah, pastor's wife. And there were so many expectations um, that people had from me. And honestly, at that point, I, I went to God. I'm like, God, I don't know if I can do this. And I remember that God clearly said to me at that point that, you need to see yourself the way that I see you. And that revelation was really what gave me the confidence to be able to know that I could be a pastor, not just a pastor's wife. I could actually, you know, even work. I could be a pastor myself because, I mean, today I am a pastor. But honestly, that journey of um, revelation really kind of set me on my way and I began to ease myself into the role of a, being a pastor's wife and a pastor. And then when I had children, I mean, we left Nigeria. We actually left Nigeria the year after we got married. So we were in Jamaica and then I had my first and second children. Their ages were really close. And it was really, it was, it was tough because, I mean, we were doing ministry and then I was taking care of the children. At some point I was working, you know, but um, somehow I was able to juggle everything. I, and I, I honestly feel that the fact that I was outside Nigeria actually helped me because it helped me in the sense that I learned to multitask. Because, you know, in Nigeria, you, you have lots of help. There's somebody, somebody's driving you. 
you have a house help, you have a gardener, you have a washerman. So at times I feel that that makes people just relax and they don't really, you know, um, have to juggle things. So I feel like even being having to juggle things that early in marriage, ministry, my children is really what has helped me, you know, along the way to be able to do multiple things at the same time, because I realized that I got to get it done. I don't have, I don't have a house up. I don't have anybody to help me. So that kind of honestly really helped me, you know, and um, it, it's, um, I also learned the value of hard work from my mom. So that also helped me because um, that, I, I always believe that what needs to be done needs to be done. No excuses, you know, and that's the same thing I've instilled into my children. So uh, my husband tells me at times you work too hard. I'm like, don't worry, I'm fine. So I think also that value of hard work has helped me. And I just, when something needs to be done, I just kind of give myself a target and I get it done. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's really challenging. That that what needs to be done needs to be done. That that's yes. a sentence that that is really true and holds so much yeah. so much value and so much discipline because sometimes mm -hmm. it's not that we don't know what to do, but we just don't do it. And that's where intentionality comes from. And I see that a lot in yeah. in how you've expressed how you're able to combine all of that. And I really, really salute you because I, <laughs> I'm, I'm human. You know, you know, I'm very human too. And I remember that in May, actually May of this year, because I think this year is the year that if I look at my life, I don't think I've done so many things at the same time. You know, I mean, because I started the podcast this year. I sit on the board of a bank. I have my business. Um, I was trying to write a book at some point. So it's like there was just a lot of things that I was doing at the same time. And I remember sometime in May, I honestly said to my husband, I'm shutting it down. And I, what I did was that I took three days off and um, I, went to, I went away on a retreat. I didn't take any of my phones with me. I didn't take my laptop. I had no access to my emails. I just really just needed a timeout. And I always say that we must recognize when we need a timeout, because if we don't, then there's the danger of getting uh, burnt out, like they say. Yeah. Yes, very true. Very true. I've actually experienced that burnout. I think that was last year. Mm -hmm. And it was it was really it wasn't a good experience. I, I just fell off and lost consciousness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and I always say that when you get to that point, you can't help anybody and i always say it's the women listen to your body listen to your mind listen to your spirit because we you know before you get to that point where you're totally burnt out you would have you know heard the warning signals in your head your body would have been telling you slow down your mind would have been like you know what are you doing and so it's very important you know to really listen to those things i remember when my children were a bit younger and there were times, honestly, too, that I would feel like, oh, my God, I need a timeout. And I would just go into my room and lock the door. And I remember they would be knocking on the door. They would be like, mommy, open the door. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, please, I, mommy needs a break. <laughs> 
So, you know, so we must be able to recognize when we need a break, you know, even if it's just, you know, in those days, maybe it would just be 30 minutes. I'll just enter my room and just, just lie down and be like, let me even just rest, you know. So we must be able to recognize when we need a break, you know. There's always this narrative that oh, can, as women, can we have it all? And my take is that, you know, you can have it all, but there's always some cost to it. You know, there's always some cost to it. And if I look at my own life, I feel like the reason I have the liberty to do everything I'm doing now is that I've gotten to a point that my children are, they're, they're living their lives. I mean, in March, my older two children, they moved, they moved out of the house. So the one at home is 21 years old. So it's not like I need to be taking care of anybody. So right now I have a bit more liberty to do a lot of things. But the truth of it is that there, were t there was a point where my children were growing up that I, I really, some of the things I wanted to do, I really could not do it. And it was a conscious decision that I made that, you know what, at this point in my children's life, I will prioritize, you know, raising them up. And, you know, right now I, I have the fulfillment of, you know, I can really do whatever I want, you know, and um, that's the grace that I'm enjoying now, just trying to do a lot of things. So um, I, I remember listening to this um, CEO of a company that talked about how, you know, she's attained the position of CEO, but that when she looks back, it was at a cost. It was as a cost. She wasn't there for a lot of recitals. She wasn't there for a lot of PTA meetings. There were a lot of um, activities in our children's life that it was at PA that attended it. So uh, for everybody, you have to make a decision. Am I comfortable with that? Do I want to um, establish a career so badly that I'm willing to make that trade off, you know? And for some people, they are like, you know what? Um, Maybe not. And I remember having a conversation with my own mentor recently, and she said that, look, um, at times as women, we, we um, minimize the choices other women make. If some, a woman decides I want to be a stay-at-home mom, we think maybe, you know, she's not ambitious or she doesn't have, um, she, she does not want to have a career. But we must be able to honor and accept the, the, the decision of a woman that says, you know what, I want to stay home and raise my children as well as also salute the decision of someone who says, I want to go out there and I want to um, be the CEO of my company. You know, no, we cannot trivialize either one of their choices. And that's the wonderful thing about, um, you know, the fact that as women, we, we should be able to support one another, support one another in our choices, you know, not pull one another down, continue to encourage one another to do, great things because the woman with the mother, the stay-at-home mother today, in 10 years, she might very well be the CEO of our company, you know, so it's all a matter of, um, you know, what, what you're doing in any particular season of your life, I like to call it, you know, I, I have this book that, you know, I read and it was such a blessing to me, and it, it, the title is Seasons of a Woman's Life, and the author was talking about how as women, there are just so many seasons of our lives, just like, you know, seasons in the natural. Winter is very cold, very, very, very um, impersonal. 
But then winter, no matter how long winter is, it will break into spring and eventually summer, the flowers will bloom. And, and that's the way it is with our lives as women. There are times that I, I, I would think that, okay, what are you doing with your life? Because it was like, what I did was cook, <laughs> cook, do school runs, you know, and just take care of the home, you know. And, um, but I knew that it was just a season of my life. You know, it was just a season of my life. And like now, you know, at times when I see myself, I'm in the boardroom or I'm in one meeting or the other, I'm doing so many things. I recognize that this is also another season of my life and we must be able to embrace every season of our lives. Because I know that I talk to women at times and they kind of knock themselves off. They feel like they've not accomplished anything. And I always say that just keep dreaming, you know, and I always say that time only gives up on you when you give up on time. So I, I, I always say that there's, there's nothing wrong with if I accomplish my dreams at 25 and somebody else does it at 50, it doesn't diminish their own dreams and accomplishments. And as long as we understand that and we have that perspective, then we'll be fine, you know? Very true. Honestly, like you, you've, you've validated a, a lot of women right now because we, we, we don't understand seasons sometimes and we don't understand process. And you have, you have just explained it in a very, in a very simple term that, that helps one even feel better and helps one know that we are still on the right track. And yes. fact that I'm choosing to take care of my children now I'm choosing to prioritize being in my children's life doesn't invalidate my dream and doesn't invalidate who I am. And, and it doesn't make you any less, less ambitious than that person who's already exactly. their dream of being a CEO, you know? Exactly, exactly. That is the exactly. season of your life and that is the season of their own life, you know? 100%, 100%. And that, that is actually one thing that women, mothers really need to embrace a whole lot mm. more because it is a season. It is for now because mm. a time will come, just like you said, the children will grow up and move out and begin yep. to lead their own lives. And then you now begin to thrive and do all the things that you desire to do. And mm. you could even use that time, that process to build yourself, to yes. build certain things, yes, that you would need to now begin to thrive in whatever you decide to do after mm. that particular season or that phase has passed. Th thank you so much for sharing, for sharing Absolutely. so deeply. Okay, so this will bring me to my next question, which is, I'm going to be asking about relationships because mm. certain times or certain people around me, I, I tend to say, okay, um, you need to work on building your network and it's like mm. I'm speaking big English sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, okay. But I, I, I would like you from your own experience over the years, mm. how have you been able to build and mm. sustain relationships? Because mm. some, sometimes people find it difficult to hit that yeah. balance. Mm. They're running the hustle of life and everything, trying mm. to do this, trying to do that. And we are not able to also prioritize the relationships, the quality relationships that are of value to us. And sometimes we lose it because okay. we are not able to nurture it. We're not able to, yeah. to keep it and sustain it. 
So from okay. your experience, what, what would you advise women, mothers to do? How do so, you start? Okay, yes. so when, when, we, when we talk about relationship and I look at my life, I have probably, probably three tiers of relationship. So I have my innermost circle of friends. I have my friends that, okay, we're not really, I wouldn't really call them in our circle, but they're still my friends. And I have acquaintances. And the, the, for me, the most important thing when you talk about your inner circle of friends are people that you share the same values with. It is so important to have people in your life that you share the same values, you share the same beliefs, because that's really what feeds the relationship. Because I found that along the line, there, there were people, relationships that I had, but because our values and our beliefs were not really very aligned, I found out that over, the, over time, those relationships kind of moved from probably in a circle to kind of a little bit out. Because I find that if you're going through something, you want someone that will give you the kind of advice and support that aligns with your values and your beliefs. Very true. And those, that's what makes relationship thrive. Like there are people, I have people in my life that I know that I can call them at 2 a.m. and I, they would pick up the phone if I have a situation I'm going through. Those are people that I feel like they understand me, they, they share my um, values, we share the same beliefs. And I am equal, I would equally pick up their phone at 2 a.m. at night because I'm someone that I, I always say that there's a saying that quantity is better than quality. And I always say that it's not about the number of friends that you have. It's about the friends that will show up for you and the friends that you would also show up for. So if we understand that, it's easy. Like, like the, the, my friends that were very close, it's so easy to nurture that relationship because we have similar lives, we have similar values, similar beliefs. So we kind of feed off each other. And so, because I found that where you struggle in relationships is where you guys don't have, you know, similar values, you don't have similar beliefs. So you're trying really hard to do what you feel they would like. They too are trying really hard to do what they think you like. So it really becomes a struggle, but where, where you share values and beliefs, it's just so easy. And the thing that the beauty of those relationships is that I have friends like that, that we might not talk for two months. But the moment I pick up the phone and call, then it's like, you know, we just, you know, um, take off from where we stopped. That's the beauty because we are, our connection is not, uh, is not artificial and it's not superficial. You know, it's very, we have a deep connection. And so we understand life happens. People, everybody's doing their own thing. But you know what? When push comes to shove, this is somebody that I know I can count on. This is somebody that I can depend on. This is somebody that I will reach out to and I will get value. Not even, you might not even have spoken to them in two months. So that, that's, that for me is what has helped me in my relationships. And my husband always says it that you have great friends because I have discovered the secret of friendship. I have friends that, you know, we share similar values and beliefs, you know. And there are many times in life I've had to make that tough choice of, I actually have people that I, I like, but I just realized we are not aligned in our values and beliefs. And so I've had to 
painfully move them out of my inner circle. And, you know, that's just what it is. My God, thank you so, so much, mom. We are not done with getting as much juice, as much knowledge, as much wisdom that we can from you. But for this particular episode, we're going to have to put a halt here. Our listeners, please subscribe such that you can catch the second part of this amazing episode. Honestly, it has been a swell time. It has been a learning time. And I'm sure you definitely want to dive into the second part as soon as it's out. Thank you for joining us on this episode on Mother's Haven Podcast. I believe you've had a life-changing and liberating experience. To connect with us or reach out for support, we got you. Kindly send us a DM on Instagram at Mother's Haven or on mothershaven.com. Also, kindly hit the subscribe button to catch every new episode of our validating and inspiring content. Do also leave us a review. We'll love to hear from you. Thank you.